Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, y'all, and welcome to part two of the podcast that I did with Raven Hoquette on Money Mindset. And I am super excited that you came back for part two of this episode. Me and Raven are going to dig deep into a little bit more of the emotional side when it comes to money. Y'all are going to hear a little bit of her and I talk a little bit about the manna season, uh, which is not everybody's season, I will say, but it can be for some, especially if you are an entrepreneur or a side business owner, you can kind of experience some of those things when it comes to funding your business or even just running your business in general. So if you are just definitely interested in how you can even grow um, side hustles or any of those things definitely listen to this episode and I definitely think you will get so much from it be on the lookout girl because I have so many amazing episodes coming for you um, I will be back in the swing of things next week so be on the lookout of more consistent podcasts and I hope that you all enjoy this episode if you have any questions let me know follow me on Instagram at Rosin Renee and I love y'all and I'll talk to you soon now let's get into the show. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. was when I didn't really have a lot of money and I didn't like that person because I'm like money should not wake up and determine my happiness money should not determine my praise level for God like it should not be I don't care if my bank account is $49,000 today or negative 40 I should still have that same energy when it comes to praising my God because he is literally that same God that he was yesterday and today and forever and I had to really learn that in that season and it was such a tough time, but you know, by the grace of God, I got through it. And it's so crazy. Um, because like, even when everything happened, when I came out of that season, I realized that what God wanted me to work on really was the management of the money. He really wanted me to work on the financial aspect and not just spending everything. Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. Or I need to No, you need to invest more. You need to put this, you know, to the side. And it's like, God has given me grace so many times with things financially. And I realized, you know, not that I was necessarily out of the grace, but I'm like, I gotta really get a hold on this because you know, and I, it's so funny. I was reading that, um, in my study time, I think it was on Saturday. I believe it was like Luke's Luke, uh, 16, 11, I think, but that scripture talks about how, if you can't be trusted with worldly wealth, what will you do with the riches from heaven? Okay. And I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, like 
I mean, I hadn't even heard of that scripture until I was studying. And I just was so grateful that God led me to that because I'm like, no, this is really real. So often we're asking God for the increase and God, I want more and I want this. You haven't even taken care of what God has already blessed you with. People think that the end all be all is just like, oh, well, I'm good. I'm tithing. That's not it. Last week, God told me to buy somebody a laptop. Do y'all know I need a laptop and God has me out here buying it for some? And you know, I went and bought that thing so fast. Like, it's like, no, this laptop is not something that has to do with my tithe. This is a seed that God told me to sow. He specifically told me who to pick. Like, I mean, it was just like, wow, how God does things. But if he wasn't in control of my money, it would have been like, well, I can't do this. I don't already gave my 10. I don't know, God, I need a laptop. This can't be you. No, this is what he said to do. And I got to run with that and I got to be obedient. Yeah. I want to touch on something you said. Um, and then I have a question to follow up with that. But you said um, you didn't like who you saw when you didn't have money. And I think we as believers have to start becoming okay when we start, when God really puts the mirror up to our sin. Because I think we try to maintain this picture perfect persona and who you are, literally God will show it to you and he can handle the ugly side of that because the ugly side of us has to be vulnerable with God enough to be able to know that he's beyond that, but also really begin to see how much sin eats up and is hidden at times. Because even like you said, for so long, probably not seeing it and still experiencing success. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having blessing and there's nothing wrong with that. But there are times where God will even use the time that you were experiencing blessing to help you understand, like there's more beyond this. And even there's more beyond just you being able to just see that I can provide financially, but I can provide you peace mm-hmm. and joy. And you can still have all of those things along with this. But I think we at times don't really acknowledge the fact that God wants to see the ugly parts of us and begin Mm -hmm. to address it. And so I think that goes into what I always talk about of your trauma is going to show up regardless. Like if you you don't address it and really do the work to deal with it, whether it's not just money, but relationships, resentment towards your parents, unforgiveness whatever you've experienced is going to show up. A trigger of some sort is going to come, whether it looks like depression or anxiety, it's going to manifest in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to become okay with being ugly before God, because there's so much shame attached to that, to where we feel like we're ashamed to be ourselves with him. And he needs to us to see that, to know that he is above all of those things. And that that was the whole reason Christ came. And so I think talk for you about seeing that part of yourself, but also what it exposed for you with the poverty mindset and talk a little bit about what that is. Cause I know people say it, we hear it, especially in the financial space, but I feel like a lot of times it's just like a, a cliche word people just throw around just to play on and like, really like build emotion from people for them to buy something, but really understanding like, what is the poverty mindset and really what it looks like? Because it can play into so much of the way we manage money, like you said, but also the way we look at God to be our provider. So talk a little bit about that. I know I asked you like 15 questions, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is good. Cause I'm like, 
this is what people need to hear about. And it's making me just dig deeper into a lot of the emotions that I felt that I know other people listening you're like, wow, that's how I feel right now. I didn't even know what that was. Girl, and, and to and to say, like, there have been many moments throughout this season, because I feel like my mammy season still is kind of, or my um, mana season is still kind of, it, it feels like it's coming to an end. But there are so many times of just like, I'm gonna just figure it out, God. Okay, I, I, it ain't it ain't happened, Lord. Okay, let me just go find something else to do instead mm-hmm. of like seeking him on, what is it that I should do honestly um and being very frustrated when I feel like there's a delay in answering or looking at my husband and I'm like babe I don't have it and he's like okay well we'll figure it out and me being frustrated with like we shouldn't have to figure it out it should be figured out just so many things of just the unraveling of your 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 confidence your faith at times and it's really frustrating but when God does show up, you honestly are thinking to yourself, he said he would always be there and show up. We've mm-hmm. never missed a beat on anything. And so mm-hmm. it plays on your emotions at times, but your emotions aren't supposed to be in the front, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And so like, talk about that because it is at times frustrating for people, especially people who are in entrepreneurship or even desire to get there of what it really looks like for God to be the provider. I think it really looks like not only you trusting him every step of the way, mm-hmm. but you like walking every day in like a spirit of expectancy. Mm-hmm. It's like expect God to show up, expect him to pay every bill. Like one of the things that I always say to my supernaturally paid students is I think about how the scripture in the Bible says every knee will bow And what I always say, like I do like a little quick remix and I say every need will bow and every need has to bow because it says in the book of Mm. Philippians that God will supply all of our needs. It doesn't say some needs. It doesn't say sometimes it says God will supply all Mm. of our needs and he will literally do that all the time. Like he doesn't change. He doesn't lie. Um, there's another scripture, I believe it's in the book of Isaiah, I think, where it talks about how like God will rescue you for his own sake. And that is always so powerful to me because God is not about to be out here embarrassed. He is not about to have <laughs> me out here his name from the stages. And then I'm out here burnt out, homeless, ain't got no car, ain't got this, ain't got like, it's like God is not about to be out here doing me like that and it's easy to fall into a tough time and and I don't even want to say tough time because it's it should never necessarily be considered tough when you're walking with God so I'm going to say when you fall into a testing time mm-hmm. it's easy to just think about the worst case scenario like what if my house gets foreclosed on what if my car gets repossessed what if this happens what if this well guess what if the car gets repossessed, God is still going to make sure I have a way from point A to point B. If the house gets foreclosed on, God is still going to make sure I have a roof over my head and he's obviously going to give me something better. I if this is like, yeah. God is always going to come through. Like I look back on so many things and sometimes it's still in amazement because I'm like, I don't even understand how I got out of that. Or I don't understand how this ended up being paid or how that like, I just think, like, wow, like, wow, like, this is wild to me, but it's like, it's the grace of God. It's God showing me, I will never forget about you. You're my daughter. And it's, it's, 
would it another thing that it exposed for me going through that time is that it exposed that I was a grown woman but really I was still a scared little girl scared to come home and see all of my stuff outside it also exposed that as much as I love my dad my my dad here on earth I was treating God like he was my dad that had disappointed me mm. financially sometimes. It girl, also showed me girl, talk about it, sis. Okay. It also showed me that I needed to forgive my parents and give them a lot more grace because they didn't come from a place of a bunch of financial literacy, mm-hmm. you know, being passed down to them. And I think that it's so easy sometimes to talk about what our parents didn't give us and oh our parents didn't set us up for wealth and they didn't do this and they didn't do that they might not have done that but my dad god has used him heavily for my entrepreneurial journey i could call my dad right now and say we about to start selling skies what's up and he going to be right behind me with an investment period it's like i could tell him like i'm about to sell windows to a ceiling and he's going to go and he's going to sell for me it's like I can call my mother and be like, ma, like, you know, I'm about to invest in this. And are you behind me? Or I need to, it's like, they're going to be behind me regardless. And I'm so grateful for that, that it doesn't matter what they didn't teach me. It doesn't matter that we got evicted that time. They are not the eviction that we experienced. It also showed me how to intercede and, and pray for my parents. You know, it's like a lot of times we need to forgive our parents because mm-hmm. God wants to use us to restore something in them mm-hmm. that they were afraid of, that they never pursued. Like I'm having like business conversations with my parents now that I never thought in a million years that I would have, but it's almost like they've been, been born again as far as like fearlessness and faith in God through what they've seen just manifest for me and my husband. And so good. I think another thing too that that has to be shared is that God will find a way. And this is why sometimes that manna season is necessary. He'll find a way to remind us of whose children we are. When I was pregnant with my son and I remember we had just moved into a townhouse and I walked in to what we already had established was going to be my son's room. And a time that should have been so exciting. You know how you're pregnant, you walk into the nursery and it's like, oh my God, I can just see the little feet and I can hear, you know, the little cute cries. And I walked into the nursery and I was sad because the nursery was empty. There was no furniture. There was no onesies. There was no diapers. There was literally nothing in there. And so I remember I sat on the floor and I cried because me and my husband had just spent all of our money with, you know, getting in this townhouse. We did the security deposit, all of this. And, you know, like we didn't have like furniture. It was just a wild time. And so I remember sitting on that floor and just crying out to God, like, this is not supposed to be like this. Like we are bringing a child into the world and he has nothing that he needs. What is going, like, God, what's going on? Like, this is not, what are we doing wrong? Like, what can we do different? I mean, I went through the motions about, what needed to be done differently. And in that quiet time, God said, this room is going to be filled up. He said he will have everything that he needs. He said, you, y'all are not going to have to buy anything. And I remember hearing it, but I didn't just hear it. I believed it and I received mm-hmm. it. 
See, so often God is telling us stuff, but we don't believe it because we're still letting the world in our ear. In that second of me and God, I believed it. And God also said to me, he said, before he is y'all son, he is my son. Period. And I, okay. Everything was right in the world. Cause I'm like, Ooh, thank you, God. Okay. Like, this is your child. I know like, <laughs> you want to do this. And when I tell y'all, we had like a baby shower train, like I think like even to this day, when I look at my son's closet, I'm like, dang, we didn't buy this. Like we just went home to Baltimore like a couple weeks ago. He came back. One of our aunts bought him like seven, eight outfits, like his grandparents. Did. I'm like, this baby is always getting stuff. Like even at almost three years old, it, it's always somebody that's doing something for him. That's mm-hmm. buying him something. I'm like, God makes sure that his children are taken care of. And mm-hmm. one thing I love about parenting so much is it will give you that childlike faith. It's like my son, when he gets in a car, he doesn't ask, where am I going? He doesn't say, how am I going to eat? He just knows my parents are going to get me something to eat. When he wants to go and, and play games and go to the park, he never says, mommy, daddy, how much money do y'all have? Do we have enough? We got to stop going to God from a place of, does he have mm-hmm. enough? God has more than enough. He's the alpha yes, girl, the, the author, the finisher. God said, he, I have inscribed this for you. God said, I know how many hairs you have on your head. He said, before I put you in your mother's womb, that's not a God that operates from a place of lack. That's not a God that's going to say, I have ran out. There is no room for you. That's not a God that would do that to you. And we have to stop operating in a place of lack. Like that's the father that we have. Forgive your earthly father so that you you can treat your father in heaven better. Like he's really like that. And like, he's really rich, rich because he definitely is. (laughs) Rich, rich, come on. (laughs) So what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, so with that mindset in mind, what would you say are some of the practical things that people can do to even just address poverty mindset? And like, if they're noticing that they struggle with just looking at things from a place of opportunity and abundance and faith, what are some of the practical things that you did, but also some suggestions for that? I think that the very first thing that you can do is really study what the Bible says about money. And I say, study instead of read, because a lot of people are reading the Bible, but you're not really studying it. And this is the thing. Think about when you were in school, when you had a test, you couldn't just read your notes. You had to actually study. If you didn't study, it was going to come out when that test came. And I think that 
people don't study what the word of God says about finances. So as soon as the test comes financially, everybody's frantic. Everybody is panicking. We see it now with this recession going on. Girl. Offering services that you know God didn't tell you to offer. Having these massive, crazy discounts because you're panicking. Baby, I'm standing on Psalm 37, 19. God said that in a time of famine, that he could give me abundance. And so that's what I'm standing on. That's why in my quiet time, when he gave me the word that during this time, I will make an unprecedented amount of income. I believe that because the scripture backs it up. So that's the first thing that you can do is you can really study what the word of God says about money. Another thing that you can do that's an extremely practical thing is you can actually obey when God tells you what moves to make mm-hmm. with your money. Mm-hmm. So often we go to God, God, what's the plan? What do I need? Tell me what I need to do. And God is telling you to hire somebody. He's telling you to sign up for this course, but you're backing off because you see the investment that's associated with Girl, that. God so provides more when you show him that you actually trust him. Um, getting out of the, the manna season for us and stepping into like, I mean, not just like, oh, here's, you know, you're making 10,000 for this 10. I mean, it was just astronomical amounts of money that God stepped us into when we got out of that man season. But he also told us exactly what to do with that money. And all of that wasn't what we wanted to do. (laughs) Everything wasn't okay. go ball out on yourself or go put it all here or go and, you know, buy this house. It was invest this here, do this here, hire this person, do that. It was a lot of stuff that God had us do, you know, with that money. And we were obedient, you know, and even Mm -hmm. when the money got low, we still were obedient. We still stood on what he said and it's flourishing. You know, it's coming back. It's literally like the the return on, on investment constantly keeps coming through and it's coming through quickly, but we also got obedient very quickly. So I think you have to obey when God tells you to do things with your money and don't be in a place of being a hoarder um, when it comes to your money. Cause a lot of us often do that. The next thing that I would say, as far as like, just one of the most practical things that you could do is really make sure that you learn about money. So often I see entrepreneurs, Oh, I don't need to know this. I just hired my accountant. Oh, I don't need to know this. I just have my financial planner. Oh, I don't need to know this. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have an accountant because by all means, I don't want anybody messing up their accountant and getting in trouble with the IRS. Like you need an accountant, especially when you're making over a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. But what I'm never going to be okay with is hiring these people. Right. And I don't know what they're, I don't know what their hand is doing. That's how people yeah. get in trouble. That's how people think that they paid the tax bill, ain't paid the tax bill. That's how people think that their retirement portfolio is worth something that it ain't worth. This knowledge is readily available to you. Um, And Supernaturally Paid, it was so important to me when I was talking to my team about what we were going to include in this course. It was so important to me to not just have a course about how to make money because I'm tired of people just talking about how to make money. How to make money is easy. How do you manage your money? How do you invest your money? How do you invest your money for your children? You have entrepreneurs making all this money and their kids don't even have any stocks. How is that possible? What's going on? What what do you mean your child? It's like, I mean, this is one of the greatest gifts that you can give, not just to your kids, but also to yourself is the peace of mind that the next generation is going to be okay. So we dedicate like 
I think it's like two whole modules um, and supernaturally paid to that. Another practical thing that you can do is you can actually sit and talk to God about your money. He really wants to hear from you. You know, I always love to reference Jeremiah 33, 3, where it talks about how if we go to God, he will tell us things that we don't know. He'll tell us things that are unsearchable. It's literally been times that I have like one of our stock accounts opened up and I'm asking God what to invest in. God, what to buy? God, how much should we put into this particular account for Hunter? What should this look like? I mean, I, I'm literally talking to God like he's my financial advisor because he is. You know, it's like, yeah, we have people in our space that we've hired as experts and things like that. But baby, I'm always going to run it by God. I'm always going to say, wait a minute, is this the play? You know, what's going on? Is this is this what we should do? Where do you want us to go with this? Like, have a conversation with God about your money because what money might look like for somebody else's situation may not be the same thing that it looks or might not be the same way that it looks for you and your family. So really going to God and having that customized plan is going to be extremely important as well. And I think that's the part that I, I'm glad you broke that down because I think that's the part that people need to hear the that's creating generational wealth. Like I think this mm-hmm. facade of just like, I want to create generational wealth, but like the practical side of this is you do need to understand stocks. You do need to understand all of these investment accounts for college and all of these things that you want to set up for your kids. And that just comes from basic financial literacy that is always available. But I also think, like you said, the other side of that is getting very practical with God to understand, like God understands the practical enough for us to be able to go to him and ask those questions. And he will. I remember um, doing business meetings with God. I think um, when I was going over, like when I had 15,000 offers, child girl. Um, and I will go over each offer with God and I'll say, okay, this is how much I made in this offer. This is how much I want to make. And then one of the offers got narrowed, just really going through piece by piece. Mm-hmm. I don't do that as much anymore because I do therapy now, but just like going over those offers with him of this is how many people I want to, um, have in the uh, cohort this time. And like going over those things are super important because God will give you then the plan to then be able to execute on that. And so I think it's very important to understand like God handles the practical just as much as he does the big things as well, because even that is still a huge thing. Like that's a daily discipline. That's a daily consistency thing of being able to manage your your income and also the money you have. So why don't you share a little bit about Supernaturally Pay, what it is, what you offer and how you impact women in that area? Yeah, so supernaturally paid is such a God idea, and I love a God idea. Um, I love when God just lets me run and you know do my own thing, but when He calls me back and reels me in, I love that too. And you know, it's amazing because when He took me out of one on one coaching in 2019, I thought it would just never come back. I thought that this was a door that was like completely shut, and I was just like, okay, God, you know, if this is what we're doing, you know, I'm basically rocking out with you, but. The season um, that he took me through, that was the season that I needed to go through so that I could be prepared for supernaturally paid and what was really needed in the marketplace. Um, You have a lot of things that are teaching entrepreneurs how to make money from like a faith-based standpoint and trusting God and all of that stuff is great. But 
And Supernaturally Paid, I really wanted to go a lot deeper because yeah, we're going to talk about making money and all of that good stuff. We're going to talk about automation and how you don't have to be on social media all the time and all of that kind of thing. But at the same time, we're really going to help you break free from this money anxiety. We're really going to help you break free from worry when it comes to money. We're really going to help you set yourself up so that your money is making money for you. And it's not just, oh, I got to show up to make money. Oh, I got to go live. Oh, I got to y'all. Let me tell you, not to interrupt you, Raven, but like there are other ways to make money that so don't require you to be active. So many other ways. And we need to start tapping into that. We need to understand that God literally, like it tells us in the book of Deuteronomy, he's given us the ability to create wealth. And, you know, I love to talk about the definition of wealth because to me, what wealth means is that you have time as well. You don't just have money. You're not a slave to your calendar. You're not out here looking for the next get rich quick scheme that you got to run and do just because it's trending at the time. When you are truly wealthy, you have options, you have time, you have peace, you have happiness. Like you have all these things that literally money cannot buy you. So we're going to cover that in Supernaturally Paid. Um, Right now, the main uh, offer in Supernaturally Paid is, of course, our Supernaturally Paid course. But we also have our Supernaturally Paid VIP experience, which I love because this is where I get to go back to the whole like one-on-one piece. Um, It's literally an in-person experience with me here in Dallas. And we really dig deep to get to the root of the spirit of poverty, to get to the root of the money anxiety. Then we go over to the business. Let's talk about how we can make this passive. Let's talk about how we can free up some more of your time. Let's talk about where we can add more value to increase your prices and that whole type of thing. So I love that. I get to use the course to make a really big impact and also serve people that may not be able to make the investment just yet into the VIP experience. But then I love that I still get to have that very personable VIP experience to make an amazing, amazing impact. I always feel like coaching is like a gift that keeps on giving because I look back and here it is in 2021 and I'm seeing people that I worked with in 2014 still be self-employed and be multimillionaires and all this. I mean, it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to be able to be blessed, to be a part of people's success stories. And so I'm looking forward to doing that even more um, with Supernaturally Paid, especially in an age where people are compromising Christ for the sake of being successful. Like I am teaching that you can be uncompromising about your faith. You can be unapologetic about your faith and God will still keep his promise that he gave in the book of Genesis when he said, I will make your name great. I don't have to denounce God's name for him to make my name great. I can step on any stage and not be afraid to give him all the honor. I'm not going to water him down and call him the universe or call him nothing else for the sake of making somebody else feel more comfortable. And it feels good that I can not only say that, but I can say it with my chest. I can say, you know, this is not going to impact my payday because it's God who pays me and not people. And I really want to build faith-based entrepreneurs up like this and supernaturally paid because God promised the payday, but it's up to us to go and get it. And what we also want to tap into as well is some of the things that's blocking people from that. Because a lot of people don't realize that 
they haven't tapped into their supernatural payday yet because you're holding on to unforgiveness. You mm -hmm. haven't that tapped into your supernatural payday yet because you haven't learned how to give grace. Mm -hmm. You haven't learned how to really be consistent. All these things that go into not just mindset, but it goes into what the word of God says. Because we can we can talk about as many mindset books as we want to, um, thinking grow rich and all these other mindset books that people like to reference, but all this stuff really is stealing from the Bible. Literally, baby, talk about it. Girl, literally, when you talk about thinking grow rich, the Bible baby. says a man is as a man thinketh. Baby. What does that tell you right there? That is the whole premise of so many of these self-help books y'all studying and following these self-help and the law of attraction and yes, all girl. of the, the, the secret and this is i'm gonna say that for real quick these are the main things enemy you y'all have to think about when, when, right the, when the enemy went to eve what he told her mm. he literally said you will be like god all mm. of these things that your, that your mind will just manifest all of these things out. And, and I, and I want to say this because I think that a lot of times we, there are plays on different things and it's the enemy is crafty, but he uses the same patterns and same tactics. We are not God. We are not God. And these things to inflate our self-esteem or inflate who we are to be like God, he will always be always and so I think we need to really understand that mindset really has a lot to do with you healing and allowing God to change who you are. Let We want God, but we don't want the Holy Spirit to transform us. And I think that's the things we want God's blessing, but we don't want to be changed from the inside out. And I think that goes back to when you were talking, Raven, about seeing the ugly parts of you, you have mm -hmm. to be willing and and allow God to see you this way and be vulnerable before him so that he can transform you and teach you the way that you should go. Not mm -hmm. taking in all this foolishness to find a better way out or find the way that worldly success is showing you, but that's not the real way. And so like you can go there, sis, but I, I think that it's a great way for people to convolute and take all this from the Bible and make it into their own, but it's really not the truth. And mm -hmm. I think it's really important for us to understand that because it's so easy for us to just go to a book that somebody said, help them, but really, and then get confused and then not really want to read the Bible and all of that stuff is just, yeah. Oh Don't yeah. I mean, the enemy is getting people with so much of this new age stuff and Girl. It's not surprising that he's getting people in the things, in the ways that a lot of us just aspire to thrive the most. He's, he's sneaking it in through health. Um, he's sneaking it in, you know, through success and, and wealth and riches. And, you know, it's just crazy that we keep falling for it. And that's why, like, you have to be having that time with God. Like, you cannot, and I, I'm going to say this, period, you cannot be supernaturally paid and you are not getting in the presence of God and getting in the presence of God often, every day, sometimes multiple times. You won't know the strategy if you're not getting in the presence of God. You won't know the play if you're not stepping into the room with the coach. You won't know. It's that simple. And I think that we need to stop acting like God is just like this God that is only there to rescue us when things get rough. Stop waiting until the money dries out to call mm -hmm. up on God. Mm -hmm. Like 
that's why for me with everything that's going on in the world I can really walk around with a sense of confidence because I know that I'm being obedient to everything that God then told me to do I didn't started this supernaturally paid podcast I've launched this course I'm bringing back out my blog. I didn't came out with things that I didn't even want to do, but this is what God says to do. So this is what we're going to do. If y'all been following me for a long time, y'all know I've been playing, you know, with the whole podcast thing for years, recording a little bit, not recording. Y'all know Tatum has been up on me about this. And, you know, like, I mean, it's been crazy. And finally, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to honor your instructions. That's enough. Honor God's instructions. You honor God's instructions. When Here's you listen. the thing. Some of y'all are going. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I was going to say, y'all going into your prayer room and you don't like what you hear because you don't understand it. So you're stepping out and you're still following what the coach said, what the Ooh. guru said. But God is the coach. God is the guru. God is the marketer. God is the advertiser. It's God. Baby. Because I, as someone who has been coached before, there have been many times where what I've been coached on just was not for this season. Yep. Or, or even just now, like God telling me to completely strip my business. I remember when he told it to me, was it the same week? I don't remember, but I had paid for a VIP day with someone. Um, and I was like, so excited during the VIP. Day. I was like, Oh my God, this is so clear. Oh my goodness. And came back home, looked at my notes and nothing made sense. It was like, mm-hmm. nothing was clear at all. And when I went back to God, he was like, this is what I said to you. You need to do. Mm-hmm. And I, and it did not make sense, but I have been in so many seasons where I disobey God and lost time lost money just was upset that I was like I would rather be obedient to you and I don't get it and I don't understand fully and it makes sense later than me being continuing to push into something that I'm like no but this is this is what I did or this is what they said and be out here losing and confused Mm -hmm. and so I think what you're with the power of being obedient is y'all have to do the last thing that God said to do because you won't get any further instructions until you do that because most times everything else is illuminated as you walk there are many times like he will give you a full plan but you don't even have the capacity mentally to handle it until you take the first step of of x y and z and so there are things that take time especially when it comes to business, there are things that take sometimes years to develop, but then there are times where you just really have to take the first steps and be obedient because the being obedient piece will pay off so much more long-term than you not being obedient, especially in here. Y'all see what's on, I don't even watch the news, but y'all see all of the things that are happening. It is so important that you stay within the reins of obedience with God, because you don't know, you will literally be in abundance when the world is like, well, we were going through the pandemic. I literally was like, we didn't miss anything. We didn't miss not a beat of nothing. We bought a house in January when the market is crazy. Like when we've been looking for a house for two years and the way that God handled that. So 
it's so many things that you don't know is on the other side of your obedience, but you won't know that until you just take the first step. And so I think really understanding, like you said, Raven, being in that secret place in the dwelling place of God is so, so important. And here's the thing, whether or not you're busy and you haven't done it doesn't mean you can't get back to that place and make it be your consistent place. Because I think we feel a lot of shame at times when we don't, but here's the thing, you won't get the clarity you need until you do so. And so I just need to say that because I think at times we feel so bad, but you have to just get back to that place and know that it, yep. that place is valuable and is necessary, especially when we're where we are now. So thank you. So thank you. I'm going to put all of Raven's information in the show notes so y'all can hear. I am so thankful for this podcast. It was so, so good. And where, the, where can the people find you? Thank you for having me. I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited for all of like the feedback on it and people really just tapping into a lot of things that have been holding them back and just more importantly, like do the work. Um, I just want to, before I tell people um, how to find me really quickly, I just want to plug like that a lot of these things that, you know, you might need assistance with that might get exposed, you know, about yourself, like don't be afraid to make that investment into therapy. I Absolutely. think that we always look at therapy like it has to be this thing where like we can only go if like something has happened, like someone has been abused and, you know, this and that and, you know, or, oh, this person abandoned me and things like that. But do y'all realize that those kind of issues like can happen when it comes to finances as well? I don't know about y'all having been evicted before, but when I seen my stuff outside, I felt abandoned financially because what do you yes. mean my my bed and my sheets and my toys and all this stuff is, is outside? So yeah, I haven't felt abandonment like my parents walked out on me, but I felt abandonment. I felt rejection. I felt fear. I felt anxiety. I felt all these things when it came to my, my finances. And it is totally okay. You're not weak if you tap into somebody that God has literally called to help you in the therapy and counseling space. So I just want to put that out there because I don't want anybody listening to this and thinking that it has to be a matter of you doing the work yourself. God has literally called you or called people in these areas, in these fields to literally assist you. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this podcast. Um, y'all can follow me on Instagram at Raven Hoquette. It's just uh, my first name and my last name. My last name is spelled H-O-K-E-T-T. Um, you can go to supernaturallypaid.com to find out more information about our course, also to grab um, a quick freebie. And I look forward to connecting with y'all. Talk to me in my comments. Let me know some updates on how y'all are doing on y'all supernaturally paid journey. Um, I want to hear about it. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. Thank you, Raven. And I'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>